0: Good day y'all and welcome to episode 24 of the Aaron Wayne podcast. Here we go guys, this one I talk about the preview for the wedding ceremony that I'm going to be officiating this weekend, it's gonna be posted on, this is Sunday that you're listening to this podcast, or at least that's when it was posted. Yesterday I gave the ceremony, so these are my thoughts on prepping for it, A couple tips on how to get your public speaking going, and just some rambling thoughts about possibly moving into my van. So here we go. What's up guys? Computer was acting weird today. It's a MacBook from 2016, maybe 15. So there's some bugs to work out. Feeling good today, feeling better than I was this weekend, man. I mowed the lawn the other day and I got the sniffles, and then the sniffles persisted for a couple of days. And I'm not going to say that word, but I did go get a test today because I have this wedding coming up this weekend. And the last thing I want is to have that thing and go to a wedding but I feel fine now. I feel good. And I'm not going to use any of these keywords. You wonder why I'm not going to use any of these keywords? Cause you know what I'm talking about. You know, I drove up, stuck a swab in the nose and put it in the thing, put it in the thing. And then I'm going to hear back in a couple of days. I'm not using those keywords because Google won't take my ad for my last podcast. Let me tell you what I mean by that. So I'm a small business owner. I own a LLC for my yoga business. And from time to time, I like to experiment with what is the ad world up to when it comes to Google and Instagram ads and things like that. So, you know, I'll throw 10 bucks or 20 bucks out of my business account in order to see what sort of traction that builds. And nobody watches this thing on on YouTube. I really enjoy editing videos and playing with my camera and playing with like syncing the audio. Like I enjoy that, so I like building the videos but nobody's watching it on YouTube. Everybody's watching it on Spotify. And I've talked about this a million times in the past, so I'm not going to repeat myself. But in order to build some traction on YouTube, I put together a little ad thing that they have that you can promote your video, and I was putting 10 bucks in just to like experiment and see what the outcomes would be, and it kicked it back to me and it was flagged. And I'm not going to tell you why it was flagged. Listen to the previous podcast episode on Spotify or iTunes, which apparently they're not like Uh, filtering what I'm saying in any capacity because like that, those audiences keep growing. But on YouTube, which is owned by Google, I've been filtered in a way. They won't take my money. Isn't that crazy? I gave them money. I didn't... And if you listen to the last podcast, I'm like... I don't mean to be uh, fired up about this, but you know, I said in the last podcast, I worry about, uh, saying and bringing up certain topics because even though I don't have like a crazy mindset and I'm not advocating for anything that's irresponsible, just talking about these things automatically like flags your account. Maybe flagging account is another key phrase that they're going to flag my account for. Who knows? I'm not going to get caught in this, but I got the wedding coming up this weekend. If you want to talk about that and you just shoot me a DM on Instagram or something, I'm like interested to talk about this stuff because I feel like, in order, like, the reason I do this is so I can speak freely. And if I don't feel like I can speak freely, then it changes the whole podcast experience for me. And um, maybe I don't care about that. Maybe I shouldn't care about that. But I, you know, I, I've said it in previous podcasts before like, I'm spreading good vibes. I'm out here talking talking the good talk. I'm talking about yoga. I'm talking about my life as a public school teacher. I'm talking about all these different things that I think are beneficial for people to have, um, some positive influences on the internet. And that's what I'm working to do. But if just by talking about certain things pulls uh, like my ability to reach people away, then what, what am I doing? What am I doing here? Guys? What are we doing, man? I'm going to have a sip of coffee. I am not sponsored by Panera bread if you're watching this, ah. dude, the Panera coffee subscription. I have no idea why every coffee shop in the country is not doing this. I spend $9 a month and I get takeout coffee every day. I usually bring my own cup today. I didn't bring my own cup cause I didn't have one in the van, but just they make the coffee. It's better than my home brewed coffee. Cause I don't take the time to actually Like, make good homebrew. So, they make good coffee, and it's $9 a month. And I get coffee like twice a day from Panera, not sponsored by Panera. Okay. But if, you know, Panera wants to kick a few slices of cabbage my way, I'm not mad at it. But I'm not sponsored. See last podcast talked about sponsorships and advertisements on podcasts, which. This is a whole long conversation I'm not going to get into but I got this wedding coming up and this is going to post the day after I do the wedding so I'm prepping for the wedding I've been doing um I wrote the so I'm doing the ceremony as you may know from previous podcasts I'm I'm delivering the ceremony to two good friends of mine one of whom I grew up with and so I drafted a couple drafts of what it is that I'm going to say. And now I'm at a point, I got a little feedback from the groom and he gave me some good feedback and some suggestions to add and to edit, which I was hesitant to do because when I got married, the officiant just sort of sat down with us and talked with us and I think she just had her thing, but I had no emotional connection to the officiant who officiated my wife and me. I had, we had no, it was just like, we needed someone. This is a person suggested by the venue. So we'll just take this person and she did great. Um, but I have no memory of anything that she said. And I've been to many weddings where, um, that's the case where you just really don't even remember what people have said. And so, um, but also going into the wedding experience on the rehearsal, it's, I've been a groomsman many times and the officiant is always sort of like running the rehearsal and he or she typically says, I'm going to say a couple things here about this and this, but I'm not really going to reveal what it is that I'm going to say in the ceremony so that it's a surprise for you. So when the groom asked me, um, Hey man, could I look at this thing? My first reaction was no. (laughs) My first reaction was, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to like ruin the surprise for you. I don't want to take away the mystery of the event for you. Um, and then I said to myself, well, I don't have any experience with this and he knows what he wants and he knows what his fiance wants. And so it would be, um, really helpful. Um, one for, because I have no experience with this. I do a lot of public speaking and I do a lot of writing and I, You know, I talk about a lot of these ideas of love and connection and compassion and uh, both as a public school teacher and as a yoga teacher, but in the wedding setting, it did make sense for me to get feedback from him because he knew what he wanted for the ceremony. And I'm super grateful that he did because there's some things that I omitted from it because I thought that they were either, um, sort of a distraction speaking of that, like key word of what we've all been living through in the last 15 months or whatever, like has changed the way we do business and everything and zooms and all this, you know what I'm talking about? I'm not using the word. I'm not going to say it because they're going to ban my channel for crying out loud or at least flag it. And then they'll look at it. And then I don't want Google looking at what I'm posting. So I didn't think that I, I that he he and she would want that in there, but like there was, there's a slight reference that he added, which I think actually contributed to like the meaning behind the ceremony and the planning for the ceremony. And then also I wrote, I have a tendency in my life when I find myself in public speaking settings to often bring the conversation uh, around me. And uh, I had a, when I started drafting my first draft, the thing I wrote in my Apple notes at the top was, This is not about you, right? Because I have a tendency just like, I have sometimes ego issues and I just am very ready to talk about myself. Consider the fact that you're listening to this podcast and it's a solo podcast with me. So I have that tendency but I'm very self self-aware about that tendency. And so and when I drafted it I said don't make this about you. Very quick introduction but you know when I gave him the the final draft that I'd come up with he added a few other important details about me and my life that allows me to um like sort of lend credibility as to why I was the person that they chose to put into the ceremony and to lead the ceremony. So, you know, I'm super grateful that he gave me that feedback on it and uh, he he made it much better which I think is awesome. So I don't know how that applies to your life or anything, but I just think that it's, it's really nice to be, um, in a role of doing something completely new and to feel supported in doing it and to kind of step out a little bit and do, do something new, man. So hopefully when they asked me to do the ceremony, it started out as a joke, I think. And then the joke got more serious. And then they actually like sat me down and asked me and, uh, I said yes immediately because it made me feel afraid. And there are not many things in my life. I mean, I do things and, you know, I speak publicly and I, I challenge myself. But this was like a unique thing where if you've ever had the experience where you have a presentation at work or uh, ba- think back in school, if you haven't done that ty- type of thing at work, thinking back to school when you had a like a school project or something that feeling of oh my goodness or like big game kind of thing if you were an athlete growing up that moment of this is a big deal and I got to get this right I don't get many opportunities for that in my day-to-day life you know so when I see opportunities like that I've put myself in a position where I train myself to immediately say yes to those things because that's where our sphere of competency begins to grow. And I think if we're here to do anything, it is to expand our sp- sphere of competency so that we can affect positivity in the world. So super grateful for the opportunity, man. I think it's going to be a blast. So this is going to post on Sunday. I'm going to set it up to auto post. And th- these are the pre-game reflections. And next week um, when I sit down to podcast, I'll, I'll give you the the post game. Super excited about it, man. So a couple tips like like this isn't that type of podcast, but I think that it might be worthwhile if you're listening to this um, because I do like speak professionally for a living um, both like on this podcast, I'm like this isn't a professional endeavor, this is more of a hobby. But as a public school teacher, as a yoga teacher, and in roles I've had throughout my life, public speaking is a place that I find myself kind of put into and places that I sort of jump into. So like people give me these roles. And then I also like seize these roles when they come to me because I enjoy being in front of groups and talking. And so a couple things that I've, I've learned about public speaking is it's really nice to start with some sort of story. Because we learn and experience the world through narrative structure. And so that's the English teacher in me coming out. But if we can start with a a brief story, even if like... I mean, for example, the ceremony is not about like telling a story. It's about establishing meaning in relationship and, and finding a way to translate that to a group of people. And more importantly, to translate it to a pair, which is the bride and groom. But I think that... Starting any sort of speech with very quick uh, pointed story allows people to get into a narrative mindset and they can see like beginning, middle and end, which gives the unconscious mind a bit of closure so that you can then inject uh, what it is that you're actually there to talk about. Right. So you starting with a story is number one and then telling people what you're going to tell them is big. So tell them what you're going to tell them. So not like a whole preview of like, this is what I'm going to talk about. I get eighth graders that do that all the time in this paper. I will discuss. It's like, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is like giving them like a taster of what it is that's going to happen in this like public speaking event that you're you're um, carrying out. And then go into the depth of it, right? So start with a narrative. Hit them with a slight preview and then get into the deeper meat of what is happening. Right. That's when you can like, you've sort of given um, you've sort of garnered unconscious permission from the group through those two tactics of like, here's a story, here's what I'm going to talk about. And then they're ready. In my experience of having witnessed groups of people, listen to speaking uh, public speaking. Then they're at a point where they're ready to actually, Dive into the deeper ideas of what it is that you have to say, and so that's how I have this uh, this wedding ceremony structured. And I'm so stoked to do it, man. I'm so stoked. Another tip: I actually have this print out because I've been like reading over it and saying it out loud. I actually recorded it into my phone, and I listened back to it as I was like taking out the trash and doing the dishes. It's only like a 10 or 15 minute speech, but like hearing the the beats of it over and over again, I find to be really useful. And then noticing when I say it out loud where I stammer. And so there's one line in there that I actually have to make a note on that I was, when I was reading it aloud today or speaking it out loud, I'm not like reading it from a script. I'm, I'm like reciting them me- from memory. What the key points are when you say it out loud and you record it, uh, you get the opportunity to listen back to it one. And then two, you'll notice what language on the page doesn't translate linguistic, like to your, to your speaking language, to what the hell? What am I saying? You're speaking language. It's very easy to write something and for it to sound good on the page. And then trying to articulate it is it's sort of like yoga for the mouth, right? You're sometimes consonants and phrases and, and different jumblings of vowels. Like they just don't flow properly. And if you have those little hiccups in the speaking part, you're going to notice it. If you practice speaking it another thing. So I do have this in front of me cause I was practicing it and you probably can't see this on the video, but what I've done is I have it like broken into paragraphs and I have the paragraphs like shaded. So like the first paragraph has a slight gray highlight to it. The second paragraph has no highlight. And then the third paragraph has that same slight gray. And so what that's going to do for me is when I get up there, I'm not going to be rereading paragraphs. Right, really all I need is like the first two or three words of the paragraph and then I'll remember the things that go in the rest of that, um, that paragraph, but having it shaded allows my eye to quickly look at, um, look at the paragraph. It's sort of like looking at an Excel spreadsheet. If you've looked at a big spreadsheet where they sort of gray out one line and then they white out the other and then gray out the other, it just allows your eyes to sort of track with it a bit more easily. So that's, that's what I'm doing, man. That's how I'm prepping for this thing. Um, I'm excited. Oh, another thing that I've been doing, because when you get into public speaking, um, sometimes when the heart rate gets elevated, we talk differently and the breathing patterns change slightly. And so what I've been doing in order to simulate, like I'm going to be giving, it's it's an important thing, right? Like I'm going to be in front of a group of people. We're all going to be dressed nicely. Uh, there's been a lot of like time that's been invested, a lot of money that's been invested. It's like this big thing, right? And not only all of those things, but like (laughs) this is what these two people will remember as they forge their marriage together. So like there, is, it is a big deal. And so I am working to prepare myself in case I do have like an elevated heart, which is likely like elevated heart rate, change in breathing patterns, all these things that we learn about in the yoga world. Um, I'm working uh, to like sort of train in that way. So last week I took my script and I just had it folded up and in my pocket and I took my dogs for a walk and like got a brisk walk going. So like my heart rate was at, you know, 120, something like that. My breathing pattern was slightly different. And I, I went through the ceremony. I like spoke the ceremony out loud. I used, I was on a trail that was, is not frequented by people. So I like properly broadcasted what it is that I was going to say, like with, um, you know, with my outside voice. And man, I feel good about it now. You know, the first couple months of scripting it, it was something that I thought about pretty frequently um, because I wanted to make sure I did it right. And I feel like I've done it right, man. And there's nothing like that. Now it's just like the prep is done. The practice is done. The drafting is done. The deeper thinking about it is done. And now it's just like, can I deliver this thing that I've created with the help of the groom, a little bit of help, that we've created, can I deliver this thing in a way that actually resonates and like lasts with those two and makes the crowd feel involved as well. So I'm stoked, man. It's like it's game day. Saturday afternoon, it is game day. So yeah. And I got a new suit. And I got a bobblehead. If you're watching me on YouTube, I got a little bobblehead here. How about the bobblehead? Right next to my Panera bread coffee. Mm. But yeah, I um I haven't always had allergies, but I had allergies this week after mowing the lawn. And then those allergies started to like get into my sinuses and made me feel like I had like a sinus infection or something. And then yesterday I felt pretty crummy after doing a yoga teacher training. And so, um, yesterday I like, I took some NyQuil and slept for like 12 hours. I went to bed at like seven, seven or eight o'clock. So I guess I was like 10 or 11 hours, but I had a huge chunk of sleeping last night in order to rest, get myself ready. And then today I was at school and I was thinking, you know, I don't, I feel better, but it's just not worth the risk. Like it's just a new, this, it's a new setup. You know what I mean? Like a little sniffle here, a little sneeze there. And you're automatically thinking, oh, this is the big one, you know? And so I went to. Went to the drive-through thing that they do with the thing, and again, not using these keywords because I don't want YouTube to flag me. But you know, stuck the thing in my nose, put it in the tube, and and then uh, I hear back in two days. So hopefully, I don't set this podcast to auto post. Then it's like, okay, the whole wedding's called off now. <laughs> I don't think that's what it is. I mean, I've gotten the I've gotten the thing in, you know what I mean, the thing with the the sharp point that has. The thing in it, and I had that, and they put it in my arm, so then I got both of them. So I'm not gonna say anything else about it, so I'm good, but like I just want to triple check, like I just want to be super confident, um, that I'm not gonna put anybody in a bad way. So that's my internal thoughts. Um, most of the people that are, most people in my life don't actually listen to this podcast, so this is just for me and you who's listening but isn't that crazy? Google canceled my ad. They don't want my money. Like, why don't they want my money? I'm going to give them money. And then I thought like, should I appeal it? Should I go through the process of actually appealing all of it? And I don't know. It just seems like a big hassle, big headache. I'm not super into it, but then I guess I'll just censor. I shouldn't even have said the C word. Should I just say different things? (laughs) Like I just, I don't know. It's complicated, but I'm enjoying the podcast, man. I'm enjoying doing this. I'm uh, I got uh, so Mother's Day was on Monday. Excuse me, Mother's Day was on Sunday. Today's Monday, and I ordered. Kate. Katie doesn't listen to the podcast, which is crazy. She doesn't. Well, it's not crazy. She hears enough of me every day. But I ordered her. We were on the couch one day, and the dogs have these stuffed animals that they love to just rip to pieces. And the dog brought one and put it in her lap, and then she like sort of like used it as a pillow for a moment. She's like, oh, "It smells like dog breath. And, and then she subtly said, I wish I had a stuffed animal that the dogs didn't chew on. And at first of all, I don't want a stuffed animal, but, and she's a grown woman. I don't know why she wants a stuffed animal, but I got her a stuffed animal. I got her a stuffed animal for mother's day. And then here's the thing. I ordered it last week off of Amazon here. Here you go. Amazon, you know, complaint number one here, uh, It didn't come until today. Today's Monday. Mother's Day was yesterday, but I ordered it a week, week and a half ago. Two-day shipping? Two-day shipping. My ass. I'm not supposed to cuss on this podcast, but I did because that's how salty I am with Amazon. So it came in today, and I wrote a little letter to her from the dogs because we do this funny thing in our house where we pretend like the dogs are getting us presents. So I wrote like a little card and drew some paw prints on it and said, Katie, you're the best dog mom ever. Is that a uniquely millennial thing? This sort of like dog mom, dog dad thing? Because we're all in our 30s and don't have kids yet. It's got to be a millennial thing, right? We're all in our 30s. We don't have kids yet. We don't own our homes. And we have a lot of student loan debt. What have people done to millennials? Isn't that crazy? Millennials? I don't know. But we're thriving. You know, we know how to make podcasts. Um, I know how to cheat the Panera Bread coffee game. You know, sometimes I order uh, a to-go coffee. Sometimes I bring a second cup and I fill up the second cup. Is that dishonest? Yeah, it's dishonest. Should I do it? Probably not. Do I drink too much coffee? Yes. I drink way too much coffee. But how much coffee is too much coffee? I've heard heard that uh, they've correlated that with increased cardiovascular health. So what do you say about that? Internet, I'm going to live forever. They say that the person who's going to live to be 125 has already been born, which makes sense. And it's probably Elon Musk or it's me, Aaron Wayne, the one and only living to be 125. Maybe I'll squeak out 127 and um, I'm going to do 100 kilometers on my 100th birthday. What do you think about that? I'll do it on a bike. Maybe a bike with training wheels so I don't fall over. Because at 100, I'm gonna be a little frail. In other news, I have a, I talked to my grandparents the other, the other day, and uh, they have gotten both of their stick pokes in the arm. You know what I'm talking about. And uh, but they're still hesitant to hang out with with people, which I I feel for. And if I could just share like a legitimate like actual concern I have is I'm you know a little worried that I'm not gonna see my grandparents before. The game is over for them. a little worried about that because they're creeping up on 90-some years old. And, uh, you know, just the nature of being in your 80s. Your health doesn't get much better. So I'm hoping that uh, I can see them. Uh, We're not going to see them this summer because we're spending most of our summer on the road, which is going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun going to all these different places, checking out the different spots, cruising through the van. I reached out to my... um, online communities facebook and instagram to find out if anybody in my area wants to have a couple yard hippies living at their house katie and i are pondering 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 if we want to carry out our lease next year which we have the option to do i've talked to our landlord or to break our lease and to move into the van full time but if we do that we don't want to do it the way that a lot of people do it which is they sort of just live transiently and they park where they want to park. But, you know, we live in a small community. So eventually people are going to be like, hey, man, you can't park at the spot, this spot anymore. Like, you can't park randomly in our neighborhood, you know? So we're trying to find proper, like, land where we could park it, keep it, um, maybe plug it in. We don't need to plug it in because it runs, it's like entirely self contained, water uh and electric. It's all entirely self contained because that's the way I designed it. But, We're thinking about the idea of moving into the van full time, which would be a very interesting experiment to follow through with. But we've made a huge investment of time and money into this van, and right now it's this really cool little travel mobile. But uh, you know, we we built it with the intention of moving into it. That was the primary intention, and then um, everything happened last year in March, and it, it just like everything was closed, and we couldn't go to coffee shops to work, and we couldn't go to the yoga studio and take a shower. Cause like we could take a shower at, in the van cause it has a shower in it, but you know, it's only 40 gallon water tank. So you just have to be really conscious about how you're conserving resources. And otherwise you have to fill up your resources all the time. So if we're running the heat all day, even when we're not in the van, then it uses up all the propane. And if we're taking showers, then we're dwindling that 40 gallon tank a bit faster. So The van, the idea behind any tiny living, but specifically the van where your resource constraint, you have resource constraints rather, is you're living in a small space. So it evokes the desire in you to live in the world. And since we were put in a position where we couldn't live in the world as much, um, you know, the van didn't seem like a viable option. So we signed our lease for an extra year. And now we're at this point where, you know, we're 32, like we got to buy a house and have kids, got to start living the American dream. So, and and that's honestly what we want to do. We want to do those things. Um, and it's time to do those things. So if we're going to do this tiny house living thing, like we got to pull the, we got to pull the trigger on it. We got to do it, you know? So we're reaching out. We're trying to find out if it's a good fit. We're trying to explore our options to see if it's something we want to do. And I think that this summer road trip, because we're going to spend two months on the road in the van I think it's going to be a real indicator of whether we can create systems that make us feel comfortable. Because every time we do these long trips in the van, it does. And I know that if you haven't done this before, which you like high likelihood that you haven't done this sort of tiny living, it's actually way more manageable than it seems. And it does do all of the things that you want for tiny living to do. Right. There's no TV So we don't plop on the couch and watch TV while we eat our dinner, which is a really bad habit that she and I both have. Um, It doesn't uh, allow you to sort of waste your days away. If you're living in a van, which is like a van, then your your living quarters are putting you in a position where you want to get out and feel the air. You want to move. You want to be at a coffee shop, seeing other people and hanging around and being in public and, And being in the nature and being in the woods, you know, it's very easy. Like I live on three and a half acres and there's beautiful woods that surround my house, but I never spend time in my yard. I never spend time outside playing with the dogs and doing these things. I mean, I do, but not nearly as much as would be healthy or optimal for my mental wellness. Um, And that's because, you know, I got this really comfortable house, you know, I'm going to wrap this podcast. I'm going to have something to eat, probably watch a little YouTube and then go teach yoga, Right. Whereas I probably would do the same thing in the van considering like what my Mondays are like, but you get the point. We'll see if it works, man. I don't know. I think it'll work if we find the right spot. And like, I I have to like, I'm going to create a leasing document because the last thing I want to happen is someone's like, yeah, you can live on You can live on my property. And then two months into it, they're like, I don't want you living on my property. Not that we would do anything to like bring that, Situation to come, but you know, I just gotta take care. Gotta take care of the main tiny home living folk. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm gonna wrap this one at 30, guys. 30 minutes feels like the right podcast time for me. If you listened to last week's podcast, which you probably didn't because Google AdWords has hidden it on YouTube. Oh man. Movie recording has been stopped automatically. You know, this happened last week, and then a good friend of mine, or an old friend of mine, a friend named Danny, he and I grew up together, lived down the street from me. He is a photographer. I think his uh, Instagram handle is Victor Cruz Photography. He takes really good pictures, both of, like, um, scenic pictures, but then also he's super into stand-up, so he takes pictures of performers for stand-up comedians uh, when he goes to shows. And he DM'd me on Instagram. He said, "Aaron, this is what's going wrong with your camera. It's not the memory card. It's because of the DSLRs that are like stock, like the average person, like me. I'm not a f- like I'm not a real photographer. I'm just someone who bought a camera to play around with." He said that there's software in there that prevents it from um, like recording past 30 minutes. And he sent me a bunch of links and like useful information. Guess what I did? I didn't look at them. So, Danny, a.k.a. Victor, if you're listening to this, I'll get around to it, buddy. You know. I will. But I got 29 and a half minutes of video, so how about that? And I got 30 minutes and 30 seconds of a podcast, so how about that? I'll catch you guys on the next one. Peace out. There you go, guys. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Shoot me an email, hello at AaronWayneYoga.com. Follow me on Instagram at AaronWayneYoga.com got the next one coming out next week after I reflect on the wedding ceremony. So I'll catch you guys later.